We're logging back into our accounts. Like, 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 it's Schmanners. Internet. I am your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello. Hello, my dear. Hello, my dog. There it is. You didn't say it right. Well, you know what? We're, we're in part two now. I'm just, I'm, I want to just cut through the formalities and get to the meat. It was all loosey-goosey. I want to get to the meat. <laughs> oh, don't say that again. Get to the meat. I thought I said don't say that again. I didn't say it in the same voice. All right. I want to get to the beef. <laughs> Is that uh, better? Can we stop? That's enough. I want to get to the chicken. So, uh, this is part two of our social media episode. If you haven't listened to the first one, go back and do that. Um, but we found that there are there, some real gems in there. There are some real classic <laughs> gems, y'all. But there was just so many questions, we didn't even like scratch the surface. So, we thought rather than just do four questions and move on, we would do a whole episode in which we just do your questions. So, so if you want to hear all the awesome histories, stuff about the internet you should listen to the first one and then this one so this question starts off from rachel rosing i feel like i'm somehow obligated to heart tweets that are replies to mine or mentions of me do i have to i mean i don't think that you have to but there's no limit on how many you can like this is tricky because i don't know if obligated is the word right but I don't know. I I find myself in this very same conundrum, Rachel, where like someone will say because I read I read every tweet. I read everything everybody tweets to me. Not this week. Confirm. This is true. Not these two weeks. I'm taking a Twitter hiatus just as like a little bit of of a purge, of a flush, of a cleanse. Because I just spent so much time on Twitter during the Max Fun Drive. Right. I needed a break. But when I am on Twitter. I read, like, I will sit at my phone for an hour just scrolling through every tweet everyone sends at me. But there's no, like, there's no read, read notifications for people. And I think that's the thing. That's the thing. If it's not something that you want to continue to, you know, go back and forth with with replies, I think that liking it um, is a really good way or hearting it hmm, is a really good way for the person to know, have seen, have read, have enjoyed. Done. My general rule of thumb is this. If it appears to be something someone is attempting to say directly to me, like if it starts with at Travis McRoy, and it's like at Travis McRoy, love the latest episode. Cool. That was directly said at me. But if someone says like... um, So if it's directly said at you, you would heart it? I would like it, yes. And if somebody just said like... Just notice that at Travis McRoy's nails are painted. Yeah, I what? think that, that that's a good distinction. Okay, yeah, I'm not, I, like, I don't feel obligated to... If something is at you, like in the way of directed towards you, it's a good, maybe it's a good idea to like slash heart it. But if it is about you, maybe there's no need. I would also say just the other side of this too. If you tweeted someone or even if you say something nice at someone... 
you should not expect anything in return um, because there's just so much content constantly being generated on Twitter. And it, it, just because someone doesn't reply to it or even like click, you know, the heart on it doesn't mean they didn't see it and doesn't mean they don't appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I will often see stuff uh, like as I'm like, you know, in a waiting room, but I don't really have time to reply to everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I didn't see it. So I guess our answer is no. Um, well, here's a follow up question. This is from Chelsea. How long is too long to get back to someone when you forgot to reply? Is there ever a time limit when it just becomes awkward? Oh, well, I think that the key here is you have to acknowledge it's been a while. And to reply like you just saw it and it's just been a second, I don't think that that's right. I think that you need to acknowledge the, do, do people still use awkward turtle? I don't know. Acknowledge the awkward turtle and then, um, and then give the answer that you were asked. Um, for example, some lovely ladies, I, I think including Rachel, uh, tried to contact me over Twitter about your Portland show, which I did not see until the night of the show. Um, you know, Twitter is not my main uh, source of, of uh, internet time squandering. So um, no, I didn't see all, it. Like always the deep web. <laughs> it's just <laughs> all over the deep web and reading conspiracies and creepypastas. <laughs> a Facebook Instagram That's kind fair. of girl. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um and so I said something to the effect of I just saw this. I don't know if it's too late. If you need something from me, please contact me. I'll be watching. Something like that. Um because it it was probably too late, but I didn't want people to feel like I had ignored them because I hadn't. I I had missed it. I also think that this is one of those times where there's a big difference between someone like mentioning you on Twitter versus like DMing you on Twitter or like Facebook messaging you. Mm -hmm. um, like if someone writes on my Facebook wall, I'm a hundred percent more likely to see it quicker than if somebody like mentions me, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. like depending on the time of day. Cause the fact of the matter is I do read everything. doesn't mean I read everything right away. Sometimes it's like I sit down at like 7 p.m. to scroll through the things I've missed. And like, if that's the case and you needed an immediate answer from me. Yeah, it could be too late. Yeah. And yeah. that's the thing is in this day and age where people often expect a response like immediately. I think that's a whole, whole nother show. I was going to say kettle of fish, but show. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I, it's a catch 22 of Twitter that Twitter is both like this, this way that you can message people that without Twitter, you wouldn't have any, like, for example, I can tweet at Nathan Fillion. I'm not friends with Nathan Fillion on Facebook. I don't have his email address. I don't have his phone number to text him. Twitter provides this opportunity for me to possibly put like a message in front of his eyeballs. Right. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get it. That's the thing. The other side of that coin is Twitter is also one of the worst communication systems Ever, because it's basically just a bunch of voices all shouting at once. Where would you put it in the scale of, um, let's say, let's say phone call is at one end. Uh-huh. Letter is kind of in the middle and yelling at someone from the street is at the other end. I would put it somewhere between yelling at someone 
and and like a letter are you just talking about like expedient because here's the thing no like if i went if i opened up the window and i said nathan fillion i really enjoyed dr horrible yeah i'm putting it somewhere closer to that um there was actually a time this is uh fun for old people like me there was a time where i can remember going to the library to look at the who's who in America book mm -hmm. to find addresses mm -hmm. of people that I was fans of so I could write them fan letters. And usually it was like their representation. You were sending it to like agents or managers or whatever. And now people just tweet at each other. Right. And so I, I would say that if your hope is like, I'm going to become best friends with Nathan Fillion because I tweeted at him, you, you probably ain't. Um and, and this is where that expectation I was talking about kind yeah, of comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, And like I said, we can do a whole nother show about being constantly available. Um, this question is uh from Jenny. Am I in the wrong when I share political posts that my neighbors, who I see every day, don't always agree with? I waver between wanting to share my thoughts and wanting things to not be awkward. Well, I think that we've talked about this before, where it's kind of like it's your wall. It's your Facebook. You get to share the things that you like. And I think as long as you're not directly calling out your neighbors, being like, Janet, this is what I was yelling at you about yesterday, then they can scroll past. They can hide. I mean, if they know your political opinions anyway, they're going to know it. I mean, like, you should be able to put on your wall what you want, and they should be able to hide what they want. I I, I also think, and maybe this will be a little unpopular, and I apologize if that's the case. I think that people often forget how public social media is. That's true. And I mean, there have been lots of cases of people getting in trouble at work or getting like in big, um, you know, like PR trouble because of something they tweeted. And I just think that like, if you if if you want to, you can put whatever you want to on your social media, but I think that you do that with the expectation of like people will see this. Exactly, there are repercussions and consequences to an action. I'm not saying that there aren't. I'm well, saying... but so my so my point being that okay. like. If you if you have very strong political opinions that you don't like walk around work like spouting because you know that like your coworkers are going to get in a fight with you about it and you're friends with all of them on Facebook, maybe implementing the same filter there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Either unfriend all of them before you say it or like maybe keep a bit of the same filter on. Oh, I definitely agree with like placing filters. Um, I think that. I I agree with the idea that um, you should be held accountable for what you share, definitely. Um, and so keep all that in mind, you know? Post what you want, but remember that there are consequences to what you post, um, whether they be from work or, or what have you. Um, but as far as personal relationships go, and I think that this neighborly relationship is one of these things, they probably know your opinions already and if they are not interested in reading them as they scroll past they can hide it i once saw somebody post something on their facebook wall and then somebody responded to it in a like i very much disagree with you kind of way and the original poster responded to them i wasn't talking to you now see 
That I I also think is like, uh-huh, what? Because you posted it. Yeah, exactly. You wanted somebody to talk about it. That's the thing is like you posted it on your public wall and you're like that person can see it. So you were. That's the yeah, thing. You were talking you to everybody. Were. It's, it's kind of like that idea of shouting in the street. You went outside and you shouted it and it, people who are walking by heard it. So like you're talking to them. Yeah. It, it's not private. Keep that in mind. If you want to talk to a friend, call your friend and complain about work. That's fine. <laughs> this is from Anna. If you're a socially awkward person and you feel like you may have written something that sounded weird in a social media interaction, but the other person didn't say anything, what should you do? I think you can delete it. You should delete it. If, if, we're, you... if we're talking about Twitter. Yeah. But I also think that like... I also think that this falls under a thing I will tell all socially awkward people because I I I am one of you, especially when it comes to stuff like this, where it's like you say something and somebody doesn't like laugh or doesn't respond the way you thought they would, and then like you wake up in a cold sweat at two AM like, <laughs> I'm a monster. Um, is that nobody in this world cares as much about what you have said as you do? Like, everybody's worried about their own stupid thing that they said that day on whatever. So, unless it's a, unless it's something where you go back and you look at it and you think, oh, this is actually offensive. Not just, like, a bad joke or something that didn't land. But, like, oh, I, I actually said something that, in retrospect, is deeply offensive. Then I think, like, if you're just like, oh, what if they think that joke is so stupid? They don't. They're not thinking twice about it. Don't worry about it. Now, if it is offensive... You should apologize. I advocate as privately as possible. If if it's someone you're friends with, like private message them and be like, "Hey, I realize I went back and read that thing I said, and I realized that it could have been taken um, incredibly insensitively, and I just wanted to apologize if it if it came off that way. I didn't mean it like that." Okay, and then you can also delete it. Then you can also, but I mean, if it's in the middle of a conversation you were having with them, so they've clearly seen it. Right, right, right. But this person. Asked about, you're not sure if they've seen it, right? But the other person didn't say anything. So that could, that could mean they didn't respond or like they didn't respond to that specific part of the thing you said. Whatever. Okay. So my counterpoint to that would be if they've seen it and been so offended they didn't respond to it, just deleting it doesn't change the fact that they were offended. Got it. I agree. So apologize if you actually think you've been offensive. But most of the time, here's the thing. Conversations always have to have an end. You might have just said the last thing in the conversation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, okay. it's not like we often get mad because in movies, people always hang up on people without saying goodbye. I do get mad. They just hang up. But like in real life, especially in like Twitter conversations, you don't end the Twitter exchange with like, okay, bye. <laughs> you know, conversations just end. It's okay. It's different when it's written. I Again, gosh. Did we, we talked about that in the uh, telephone episode, right? I think we did. My you, new one is people who just say, it's me, when they answer the phone. Like, who? We can't even. We can't even. It's me. Who? Another question. Me. All right. Uh, this question is from Andrew. If two of your friends get into a heated argument in the comments of one of your posts, are you obliged to step in as peacekeeper? Oh. Um, I don't think that you have to be peacekeeper, but you can tell both of them. I, 
I think you guys should take this convo someplace else, like especially off if, of my wall. Especially if it's off topic of where you started the post. If you posted like, I have strong thoughts about Ewoks, and somehow it evolved into a political discussion about what's wrong with the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah that's there's you, no place for that. You should be. You should tell them, hey guys, let's take that someplace else, and then close the comments. It, don't worry about. Don't worry about being the bad guy. Ending a Facebook fight. Especially if, like this this question asker said, it's on your wall yeah. or your comment. Like, you have control over that. You can do that. This question is from Natasha. If you haven't used an account for a long time, do you need to reintroduce yourself and give an explanation? Or is it okay to just jump back in? I think it's all right to just jump back in. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go back to it, you can dip. You're both feet in at the same time. Especially since, just to go back to the thing I said before, very likely no one's been sitting there going, huh, where's Natasha? What? They're they're so busy finding out what the cast of Always Sunny is up to and like what kind of, I don't know, I, food Aziz Ansari. He posts a lot of pictures of food, right? He what, sure does. What he's been eating, you know? Yeah, and people are, you, you know, I think that didn't Justin say that, or maybe he was quoting how to... Win friends and influence people. People just want to talk about themselves. Yeah. So I, I, I don't think, I think, I actually think, Natasha, I think it would be weird if somebody, like, logged on and was like, just so you guys know, I've been, what I, I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> cool. I took a nap. That's why I wasn't on for the last 45 <laughs> minutes. Um, This question is from Honorable Thief. Is there a polite way to end an argument online that doesn't make it seem like you lost the fight? Hmm. I, I'm i a firm believer in the let's agree to disagree. I have a slightly different opinion, which is just stop responding. Because here's the thing. I, I, I and This comes from a very real place in my heart. Where when I see somebody post something that I just think is downright horse apples, just real rigmarole, real falderall. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because we don't curse on this show. (laughs) All I want to do is like, I will not rest until I, I, I don't want to like make the person feel dumb. I really like it's very important to me that I help them understand why they're wrong. So you're an educator. Yes. But but not in like, let me tell you why you're stupid, because that's rude. But more in like a, I'm going to assume that like, oh, well, here's the point you don't understand. The problem is most of the time people get very defensive when you do that. I've learned to stop doing that. Yeah, they don't they don't want to learn. They don't want to be educated. No, but also like somebody who comments on a thing, and I'm not even going to say like a troll, somebody who comments in a let me disagree 100% with what you've just said kind of way, wants to start an argument with you. They're not trying to figure anything out. They're not trying to grow or understand something as a person. They're feeling argumentative. They're feeling combative. And so don't respond to that. It's different if someone were to say like, well, but I always thought, or like, but wouldn't it work if blank? But if someone's like, let me tell you, like, 
don't because the fact of the matter is you're just getting frustrated. So just stop responding. The best way to win a fight is to walk away from it. Um, and so like, you, you, here's the thing you put, you know, you asked about, it so it doesn't make it seem like you lost. I'll tell you a secret. You lose every internet fight you get into. Be, at least I do. I've never walked away from a single one after like an hour of heated exchange and felt good about myself and felt like I won. It's always frustrating that this person was so difficult and blah, blah, like you just don't win. Okay, but if you've already been in this argument and you've already responded a couple of times, I don't see that there's any harm in you saying, I'm done arguing and then stopping responding. Can I give you? Okay, so if that's the case, let me give you my go-to bulletproof line. Okay. You've given me a lot to think about. Okay, yeah, I think that works because it's not it's not admitting defeat. It's uh, it's like an oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's a that's interesting, but it makes the person feel, I don't know, like I was heard. You know what I mean? Or or like, well, thanks for discussing this with me. You know, being a li- okay. I know I said the thing about you can't win. Being a little super genial <laughs> is a little bit of a good way to be like. I'm not mad. What? You're mad? Oh, I, this is nothing for me. Listen, thank you. Oh, I really appreciate you taking your time to discuss this with me. It does kind of feel a little good. We have a bunch more questions, but first, let's write a thank you note to our sponsors. This week, we're sponsored by Sunbasket, um, which is a meal subscription service. Um, that we were able to try for a week. That's right. And we've talked about other meal subscription services. And can I tell you a secret? They're all great. I'm a big fan of anybody who brings me food and makes me feel like a five-star chef. Four <laughs> star? How many stars? A lot of star chef, like a big star chef. I'm going to say five. You do a good job. Hey, thank you. I actually just didn't know how many it was out of. A billion star chef. <laughs> um, but here's the thing about uh, Sunbasket. Sunbasket offers healthy recipes and organic non-GMO ingredients straight to, for, to your door. And you can choose different options like paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian, breakfast, and family options. So, so I think it's a lot really, of flexibility. Yeah, there's something really for everyone. Um, and each Sunbasket meal comes with pre-measured fresh ingredients and easy-to-follow instructions. Um, and you can get dinner on the table in 30 minutes. We had some really great meals this week. Um, I, I This is dorky, but I really like that everything like comes in its own bag. So you just like pick up a sack lunch and make it. And you don't have to, that's the thing is like, as far as uh, meal subscription services go in general, like you don't have, uh, all you need is maybe some olive oil and salt and pepper and yeah. and the cookware and you're ready to go. And right now, if you go to sunbasket.com slash schmanners, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S today and get your first three meals free. That's sunbasket.com slash schmanners for three free meals. Sunbasket.com slash Schmanners. Some basket. Taste a <laughs> rainbow. I don't think that that's their slogan. It is now. 
I would like to take a minute to say thank you to everyone who um, supported us so generously in the Max Fund Drive. Um, we had a banger of a turnout. It was really awesome. We like doubly met our goal. Is that like two thousand, two hundred percent over two hundred? More than that, because our original goal was ten thousand, and we ended up with twenty four thousand. And that's all thanks to you guys. Thank you, thank you so much. We had a great time tweeting at you and getting your tweets about how much you love the show and Max Fun, and um, just thank you so much. Yeah, it was wonderful, and you know, every year I'm just always touched by the support. This year was no exception. In fact, I would say that this year was kind of above and beyond. So at some point in the coming year, I'm I'm gonna go to the Grand Canyon and hang out there. So that will be fun. Oh yeah, I don't know if we talked about it in the episode, but there's a special thing where once we hit twenty thousand, me, Stuart Wellington, Aaron Gibson, Jesse Thorne, and five donors chosen at random are going to go do a live event at the Grand Canyon. So that'll be fun. I'll post lots of pictures. Um, but that's our special thank you note for you, our, our our new donors. And you know what? Also, thank you to everybody. Thank you to everybody who listens to the show. Thank you to everybody who tweeted about the show. We just feel a lot of love and support right now, and we really appreciate it. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. And we're the host of Rose Buddies. It's a podcast about the Bachelor family of products. We watch The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, it is garbage television, but we're the king and queen of this garbage pile. We're the raccoons in charge around here. So join us on Tuesdays. Because the TV show's on Mondays. And basically we'll recap what we saw and we'll just sort of scoop the garbage around us and make a little fort out of it. No viewing required. But it's it's a good TV show. What are you doing? What's the deal with Brexit? Have you seen Happy Valley yet? How do British people pronounce Edinburgh, Leicester, or Norwich? Not like that. Are you tired of getting your world news from reliable sources, often with no puns or sexual innuendo? Why was there a butcher's hat haunting Coronation Street? What's Coronation Street, and why is Dave Holmes obsessed with it? International Waters pairs a team of comedians in L.A. against a team of comedians in London in a pop culture battle royale. Join us once a fortnight to hear the best comedians in the world trade jokes and stories and maybe even learn something at the same time. International Waters with me, Dave Holmes. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. This question is from Harry. If I followed a friend's new SO on Twitter and they then break up within a few months, how long should I wait before unfollowing the SO? I think that it really depends on how much face to face interaction you've had with the SO. Um, if you are at the point where you feel like they are your friend too, I don't know if you need to unfollow them. Um, but if you don't feel like that's the case, um, it's pretty easy to just unfollow someone and they'll never know. Yep. They just won't know. So don't if that's what you're worried about, if you're worried about the reaction that you'll get, um, you, you probably won't get any. Yeah. And you know what? Even if they notice, they'll probably put two and two together and be like, oh, okay. Like, it'll be fine. This is, the, I mean, I think that this, this goes back to the idea of you kind of weigh your relationship with them. This question is from Kirk, and Kirk asks, I'm stressed and want attention, but I feel I can't post just that. Vague booking is rude, so is there a way to say, please talk to me? And for those who don't know, vague, book vague booking would be uh, saying something like, 
today is just the worst day or ugh, i can't believe everything is happening all at once is basically begging people to respond what happened right um i think that this is the time when you need to reach out to specific friends um people who maybe can share in your experience or or that you've depended on before you know that's that's what this is for that's what facebook is really for to be able to reach out to people it's social media like it's a social thing like here's the thing look at this a different way if you were feeling lonely and bored would you feel weird calling your friend to see if they wanted to hang out no of course not That's, that's what you do so why does it feel weird to like like post on your friend's wall like hey what are you doing you know what i mean or just like hey are you like the thing is is like you have social media to connect with people you know and people in your life and that's in both good and bad yeah i don't think you have to feel bad about it i don't think so either reach out to a specific friend or or you know what just post like feeling bored and feeling lonely and i'd love to talk anybody free like Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't th- think that's rude. I don't think that's vague booking. I think no. that's all right. Yeah, I think it's fine to say that because the fact of the matter is, is like, ask for what you want and you're so much more likely to get it. Yes. This question is from Jess. In regards to Facebook, is it bad manners to unfollow friends or family who have a tendency to air all their dirty laundry through their daily posts? And I will point out there that Jess said unfollow and not unfriend. Right. Okay. Um... And I think that that is the way to go. So in case you don't know, if you're not aware, maybe you're not aware, you have the option on Facebook to unfollow rather than unfriend someone. So you'll still show up as their friend, but their posts don't show up in your feed. Right. Um, It's kind of like a mute button, really. Um, And if it's really causing you that much trouble, I think it's okay. I think it's all right to, to mute that relationship on facebook especially since i don't think they have any way of finding that out i mean unless they're like unless they confront you like how come you never respond like you never comment on my posts but like i don't think that's gonna happen well because it's so hard to see everything that everybody posts anyway yeah um if if you want to take the non-confrontational route you can unfollow these people, no problem. I will say that the only downside is you run the risk of like, you miss out on the baby pictures of your niece because you unfollowed, you know, your cousin or your aunt, whatever. Who is it? <laughs> whatever. You unfollowed a family member because you didn't like their posts. And then you learn like six months later, you missed out on some big event they were hosting. Right. But, that's that's always the way, you know. Uh, this is from Evie. Maybe Evie. Maybe Avi. Um, how do you handle someone talking bad about you publicly on social media? What about when they're subtweeting or vaguing you? Um, I think that if it's a subtweet or a vague, which sounds weird to say, but uh, you can just pretend it's not about you uh, because there's no there's no real trail back to you. And again, that's very non-confrontational. But if that's if that's your style. Uh, if you can't, if you if you can't see yourself confronting them and saying, "I don't appreciate what you've been saying about me," please stop. Then just pretend it's not about you. 
Yeah. Um, but I would say that if that's not your style, I think that it is important uh, for you to privately communicate to them that that is not okay with you. Yeah. I I, I, I would also um, encourage you to take stock of like, how big of an impact is it actually having on your public profile? Mm -hmm. Because it might just be something that you register and you're like, okay, well, now I know that about that person. The same as like if a friend, if a friend in, you know, in IRL came up to you and said, hey, Debbie has been bad mouthing you around the water cooler. You know, depending on what she said, maybe you would go over and confront Debbie, but mostly be like, okay, well, now I know I don't like Debbie anymore. Mm -hmm. That's just a piece of information I know. Okay, cool. I would say that if they are, like, mentioning you, though, and they're, like, actively trying to let you know that they don't like you, block them. Just block them. Unfriend them. Whatever. But, like, you don't need that in your life. Like, here, okay, here's another, another Travis McRae secret from me to you. Oh, boy them like mentioning you and posting stuff at you nothing will make that seem more concrete and more real than you engaging with it i can see that because as soon as you engage with it they have they have you on the hook now and like and this isn't a don't feed the trolls thing. I don't mean that. I think that there are times where confronting someone is the fastest way to shut it down. But like somebody who's just like supposedly your friend or somebody you know who's trying to start a fight with you, just block them. Well, see, this is a good question. This is from Sarah. What's the schmanners on unfriending someone, especially if it's not someone you've just fell out of contact with, but someone whose social media posts made you realize you didn't want anything to do with them? Just do it. Just do it. They'll never know. I think that this is a thing people rationalize. But once again, look at this. Translate this to IRL. It Just stop hanging out with the person. Stop asking them if they want to go see a movie. Stop asking them. But you don't have to walk up to them and be like, hey, Doug, I don't like you anymore. You just stop calling them. You stop responding to their texts. And they'll get the hint. It's the same with unfriending them. Unfriending them is not like yelling at them it's not going up to them and saying anything it's just quietly ending that connection i'm i'm gonna disagree with you slightly because you you do like doug you're a big fan of doug in real life i i do kind of advocate form if 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 ending the relationship is what you want i advocate formally ending it in some way i'm not saying you have to yell at doug and say i hate you doug but you do need to say this is not a relationship that I want to continue. And then you can stop calling and and texting and responding and things like that because it feels too much like ghosting let me, okay, in let real me. life if you do that. But in on Facebook land, I think that that it's okay to just unfriend someone because it's a it's a, a very tenuous connection anyway. Let me. I just want to clarify one thing about real life now. Now we're off social media. Oh, no. But the difference being, I would say, is um, to this person's point of if your friend had done something specifically to you, if you guys were in a fight or if they had done something to offend you directly versus just like, nah, eh, I don't. I saw the way that this person treated such and such or just like, 
I've I've seen what they've posted on social media. And I'm just going to stop reaching out to them. It's not that I, I guess I wouldn't say like pretend they don't exist anymore, but like don't put in the effort anymore. Anyways, not important. I, I can agree with that. This question is from Kieran. How can you get people to credit art slash videos they've posted? There's so much theft on Facebook. It's exhausting. Um, I think really the best way is to contact that person directly and say, that's my photograph. You need to credit me. Like when we post pictures of professional happenings uh, documented by professional photogra- uh, photographers, we always put in the comments or even in, in the post itself who the photographer was. Um, and if it is your IP or your design, I think that direct confrontation is appropriate. I also think that, like, I, I will say that I have in the past, and I, I you might not even be able to find examples of it now, where, like, I see a picture I like, especially if it's fan art of me because I narcissistically collect that but it, but I have a habit of just like saving it and then posting it and using it for example I use it as like uh, uh my my uh profile picture and don't think to put a caption on it because I hardly ever caption profile pictures well then I haven't given credit to the person who did the art so I think it's um perfectly good schmanners to save someone like hey that's really cool you might want to tag the artist in it so that they can get credit for it like yeah. Okay, cool. Like, if you see some art that somebody put up or a photograph, I think you can also say, like, oh, did you take this? And if they're like, no, I just saw it and I really liked it. I'm like, oh, who's the artist? I'd love to be able to check out their work. I mean, if that's not as direct, you can be way more direct than that. But if you're looking for, like, a backdoor 100% non-confrontational way, right there. But I also think it's fine to say, like, oh, then you might want to target it or you might want to tag it so other people can find their work. Sure. I agree with all of those. Ask for what you want. You're way more likely to get it. Ooh, another question from Avai. Avai <laughs> asks, is information shared on someone's social media fair game to bring up in-person conversations with that person, or is it too creepy? Uh, no, they they shared it. It's out into the world. Um, but I do think that you can, you know, couch your statement and say, I saw on Instagram yes. or I saw you post on Twitter because it coming kind of out of the blue like that, they may not even know what you're talking about. So it doesn't, it does need to be breached as the subject of, I saw it. Um, you might not want to walk up to them like, so you bought a new couch, huh? I'm like what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I saw it on Instagram. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. No lead with that. Yeah. You should flip those two sentences. Yeah. But I also think that I, I I will also say that's not to say that 100% of the time someone wouldn't be, even if you're like, I saw on Instagram that you got a puppy, that they'd be like, uh, yeah, because once again, people have a tendency to forget that social media is very public. But that's yes. on them, not on you. I don't think it's creepy. This question is from Paige. Rule of thumb on spoilers on Facebook, Twitter, etc. Ooh. This is kind of a hot button topic. So I think that there are there are two ways that you can do this. Um, I think that a spoiler alert is necessary and um, you can do the like a, a amount of like returns, like lines in between the spoiler alert tag and then what it is you're going to say. Um, but I do think that there is a time when it no longer becomes a spoiler. Um, and 
you need it, people who haven't seen those things need to acknowledge that it's it's kind of over. My my rule of thumb is a month. A month, I think that's okay. I mean, especially in in the world of like streaming video. I mean, if it's out on Netflix. Yeah, and here's the thing. Shrug. I also think, so for example, Teresa and I, we uh, have a baby, so we're not exactly gallivanting off to the movies every week. But realizing that, I also don't expect other people to like keep that in mind when they talk about that movie that's been out for two months. Right. It's like, okay, well, like, I wasn't able to see it, but that doesn't mean 99.9999% of people didn't. So, like, okay, because here's the thing. There's a big difference between posting about a movie the day it comes out and you saw it at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. versus, mm-hmm. like, posting about a movie the next month. Right. Like, that. that's not a spoiler, folks. Like, it's not just because you – okay, I'm going to be a little controversial. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't make it a spoiler. A spoiler is when someone spoils something before everyone has a chance to see it. So if I see a preview copy of a new Star Wars movie and I say, Chewbacca grows wings, that's a spoiler. But if I talk about a movie I saw that's been in theaters for three weeks, it's not a spoiler. It's just me talking on social media the same I would about a piece of cheesecake I had at a restaurant I liked. I'm talking about things that happen in my life. It's what social media is for. Yes, but if you if you want to be super nice about it, do that thing where you put spoiler alert and then all of the spaces. Okay, one last question is from Selena. If you meet someone IRL, if you meet someone TRL. (laughs) No, no, no. If you meet someone IRL, you'd like to be friends with IRL. When is a Facebook ad appropriate? I mean, if you've if you've met them, I would say that a Facebook ad is appropriate. I'm going to interrupt you there for one second. Define meet. Okay. Um, if you have been introduced to this person as as a uh, let's see, let's say a degree of separation, right, becomes zero where it was one degree of separation then you can you can add them i'm going to say um for example if you wait in line to meet nathan fillion at comic-con and you shake his i don't know why i keep coming back to nathan fillion i'm just a a big fan yeah and you shake nathan fillion's hand you have not met nathan fillion in a way that you can uh reasonably expect to become facebook friends with him agreed Uh, uh, oh You socially met someone. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. By which I mean like at a party, at a bar, at a, I don't know, bar mitzvah. Yeah. Party. A formal introduction. Yes. And not just like bumped into them at the grocery store or shook hands with them at Comic-Con, but like interacted with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what this person is saying is that if you interacted enough with them that you want to be their friend, um, that that the Facebook ad is okay. And they can always say no. They can always ignore. That's true. I personally, I don't think I've accepted a Facebook friend request in mm, two years, but uh, not 
just because I'm hardly ever on Facebook. I I think I only post on Facebook now when it's like, I've got a TV show coming out. <laughs> um, so I think that's going to do it for us this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us for part two. Once again, if you haven't checked out part one, go check it out. There's even more, not only history of social media, but Teresa and mine's personal history with social media. It's very funny. I think very cute. Teresa reads a poem that she wrote about crayons. Go check it out. Oh, boy. Um, Before we go, I would like to say one short thing, and that is social media is really new. I mean, in the span of human interaction. And so a lot of the things that are cool one minute as far as etiquette goes are out the door the next. It's continually evolving. Um, So I think that us giving you these kind of answers to questions and guidelines are good for right now, but they may not always be true. Just keep that in mind. I I will also say that this is one of the rare occasions in which the advice we're giving is almost completely 100% based on our life experiences with this kind of stuff. Whereas, you know, if we talk about like, I don't know uh, what black tie formal means, there's books and books and books and hundreds of years of like, you know, expertise to inform that. Exactly. And so this is more just like, okay, this is how we have found is best to navigate the choppy waters of social media. Yeah. Grain of salt. Um, thank you again to everybody who donated to the Max Fun Drive. We really appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at Schmanners, S-H-M, oh, at SchmannersCast, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S-C-A-S-T. Join the Facebook group. Um, Been getting lots of Facebook ads lately. You yeah. guys are really coming to it, and I love clicking those accepts. So come join our Facebook group. Um, if you feel so inclined, maybe tell a friend about it on social media. Uh, you can retweet uh, when we put the episode up or talk about it on Facebook or join the Facebook group or whatever. Um, go check out all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. They're all incredible. I'm a big fan of all of them. <laughs> Thank you to Brent, Brentel Floss Black, for our intro and outro music, which is available as a ringtone on the iTunes store and I think Android, but I couldn't begin to tell you where it is. And speaking of... Brent has a new game that he was, I believe, the lead producer, something. He was like spearheaded it called Use Your Words, which we have played. You can actually watch me and Brent and Tybee from Interabang play it. Um, the video is available on Brent's uh, YouTube channel, uh, Brental Floss. But I do believe there is some not safe for work language in there. But Brental Floss on YouTube, you can watch that video. It's a super fun party game in the vein of like Cards Against Humanity or the like um, Jackbox games. I'm a huge fan of it. And I'm not just saying that because he's my friend. It's a very good game. Use your words. Check it out. Um, Thank you to Kayla M. Wassel, who did our art for us. Check out Kayla's portfolio. If you have ideas for future episodes, let us know. We have kind of a running list of it, and we always appreciate new input. So if there's something you'd like for us to talk about, you can talk about it on the Facebook group or tweet yeah, it at us I, I or email. I think there's a thread on the Facebook group that, that we would love for you to weigh in on. Is there anything else? I think that's it. If you'd like to check out our other McElroy shows and how to get in contact with us, our P.O. Box and stuff is listed at McElroyShows.com. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it?
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.